0: And welcome to the venue, IVM's monthly podcast, uh, with me, Greg Wolf, professional vault manager, and
1: Jason Hensel, senior editor. I like to start off by apologizing. I have a cough, uh-huh. so I hope um, it doesn't interfere with the, the discussion. But if it does?
0: Well, it give you know adds gravitas to your voice too. I think yeah, too. I think that's the gravelly
1: thing going on. It's talk- yeah, Tom Waits thing going on.
0: Here. Yes, we'll call it Tom Waits thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah but- so here we are, uh, mm-hmm. beautiful Capel, Texas, uh, and our studios. And we have a really happy today. We have a guest, uh, Mr. Michael Pinchera. Uh, welcome, Michael. Hi, thank you for having me. No, of course. Um, so Michael uh, is a, a freelance writer, and uh, he's done some writing for us on FM Magazine. Jason, mm-hmm. right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a technology expert. Uh, He's written, he has uh, more than a decade of experience writing about the meetings and events industry and technology and how that affects um, those sectors.
0: Mm -hmm. And so, Michael, (laughs) we've been um, talking, in fact, I have your article up on the screen here. Uh, We've been talking about um, uh, the possible, well, the advent of virtual reality. And, um, you know, the Oculus Rift should be releasing pretty soon. Is that right, Michael, in June, I believe?
2: Um, actually, uh,
0: the first pre-orders were delivered
2: last weekend, I believe. Okay. Um, but if, if you try to order it now, July is what you're going to get.
0: Yeah, I have some friends who have ordered it and they're PC gamers and they're all worried that they won't have the, the powerful, enough powerful enough machine to do it right. Uh, so, because you really have to have 1080p in each eyeball. Is that, is that right?
2: Um, uh, I, I believe that's the resolution, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a beast yeah. from what it requires with your computer. Basically, just buy a new computer for yeah. the specs. That's the best way to do it,
0: <laughs> or build one in this case. So, so the big concern is, and I think I think Michael, you had a you you hit it on the head in your article about uh, a lot of concern out there that virtual reality will, for lack of a better word, put our members out of business. I, I don't, I don't think our convention center folks have too much to worry about just yet. But you know, that was a big concern uh, for sports and the and the arts. And so um, I think your, your article is very timely considering CES did a huge VR thing on it, right? Uh, I think you mentioned the article as well. Um, so just, let's just, I want to start on, Michael, just as a consumer, not as a reporter. When you put these, th- this thing on your head, and you what, what do you feel like? Do you like the experience, or, or I, I, let us know how that, how that went. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan. <laughs> um, I, I got the first
2: version of the Oculus Rift. Um, maybe a year and a half ago at this point. Um, Much more pixelated, much more nauseating than what they've released now. Um, But even then, it was enough to really immerse me. Um, I've read so many things since the Oculus came out a couple days ago that are downplaying the technology. Like, oh, it's a big step, but it's not there yet. It is so there. It's ridiculous, uh, you, I mean you can put it on and with the right mindset, uh, it, it just takes you away. And hopefully you won't experience the sim sickness that um, they've been working for a couple of years to get rid of.
0: hmm so, so could you just tell us like, what, have you, what uh, have you, was it video games, is it live broadcast? What, what have you seen it with? Um,
2: one thing I've not seen it with yet is live broadcast. Um, seen the recorded 360 or spherical uh, videos, that's great. That's a great entry point for anyone to experience it. Um, not just with the Oculus, but with the Google Cardboard, that's perfectly fine. Um, a few games, a helicopter simulator that very easily um, twists up the stomach when uh, <laughs> you just get caught in a spinning helicopter. Um, and then some horror. Or, um, or, thriller experiences they're not games but uh, here you're in a dungeon now and you've got to find your way out and you have nothing to fight with you just have to experience it and try to get out um, I, I've put a number of people into that experience and I really like seeing them either
0: completely bored by it or blown hmm. away okay yeah, I I don't know, Hen. What do you think? I mean,
1: well, what I mean, let's uh, turn back around to venues, uh, right? Yeah, uh, one thing that's last year, Striver Labs, they're a virtual reality company. They set up on the concourse at Masters Madison Square Garden um, a virtual experience where you could play be a hockey goalie, and you had uh, pucks being flown at you, and I think that's a a great use of this technology in a venue. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael, in your research, have you? Did, have you noticed a lot more uh, venues, either sport for sports or uh, concerts, using the technology in this, this aspect? Um, well, there,
2: let's see. Venues—it's it, still primarily focused on um, giving people an advanced look at something. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's still ways to go, but again, you know, this isn't that old, and mm-hmm. it's still really expensive to have these experiences created. Um, now, what was the other uh, the other component you asked about? Oh, uh, concerts. Mm-hmm. That's no that the live or maybe not live, but the uh, video experience of a concert. A lot, a lot more uh, people are starting to record that. They're amateurs now recording them with uh, 360 or spherical uh, cameras. So then, you know, just like that, you're creating an experience that can be viewed in VR. Um, I've I played around with that. Um, quality isn't great for the cameras that are less than $1,000, but uh, it shows you what it can do. Right. Um, so a lot more people are getting into the video just because it's so accessible. Um, and so you can start with uh, you know, showing someone a concert from various different angles, wherever they want. And that really began. Um, when a Paul McCartney concert from Candlestick Park was uh, was released, mm-hmm. and and then Beck did something, and there have just been more and more and more. It's hard to keep up now, because so many people are filming um, with the mindset of releasing the footage in an immersive experience, rather than just flat 2D
0: video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I just, for, in terms of videos, I just see this as a nice add-on
1: of, of course you know I, I, just, yeah. I just posted a story this morning um, Stubhub is allowing its its customers to view seats from a, a, a VR uh, world hmm. you know basically oh, okay. you can, you can use right. virtual reality to see right. is that is it worth the extra fifty dollars for this ticket right
0: right, know, right 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 put right.
1: you right there in the seat
0: right well I can see it also you know a while mm. back in the early 2000s you know uh, they would Pearl Jam released like every single live performance they had, mm. and I can see, as a post kind of an upsell, you could maybe buy the recording of the artist, you know, after the fact, or, although I have to say, Michael, you know, as a as a concert goer, do you, is it intrusive, the camera work, do you think, will have to be to get the kind of shots they need for, a, say, a rock show? Um, intrusive for the people actually physically at the concert?
2: Yeah. Um, that That'll just depend on the cameras being used. Um, the real, really nice professional rigs of cameras, um, that could be, uh, could be annoying. But, I'm, I mean, cell phones uh, are so much more annoying at concerts than this would be. Right. Um, I mean, they've got setups where someone wears this complete thing on their head that has between 6 and 12 uh, GoPros or a similar camera. Um, mounted all around it and then some on your shoulders and some on your chest um, I think jaunt uh, they're a they're a huge player in the 360 video field um, they did the, the Paul McCartney experience mm-hmm. and they've got uh, they've got a rig I don't even think it's their um, highest quality um, and it, it's just a sphere covered in cameras Um it might take up less space than someone with a standard professional video camera. Um, so I think depending on how you do it, it's not necessarily gonna be a problem for the live attendees. Um, initially, they might wonder why is there a giant orb you know, right next to the lead singer or or wherever, out in the audience. Um, but it it's just something that's gonna have to be accepted. I mean, the PA system is... Usually more obtrusive.
0: Yeah, and, and I wish to throw out to our audience: uh, if you have a question for our guest uh, or us, or any comments, be either raise your hand on the hand function, and we can unmute you, uh, or uh, if you'd like to type in in the question section. Uh I got one question about our, our studio: uh, where <laughs> that's not our laundry. We just there was a meeting in here earlier, so we wanted to <laughs> cover up the notes. Um, yes, it is top secret. Yes, top secret information. Top secret information yes, here. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, uh, you know, and I, I just wonder—just being in the stands, having something on your—even if, let's say, you go, you bring it into the stadium with you. Let's say they have replays and augmented reality. I could see that being pretty cool.
1: Well, yeah, like what Microsoft is doing with the Hololens—I mean, it's going to things are going to get smaller, mm-hmm. and you're just going to be able to wear glasses and watch the game, and you can see all the stats and figures and everything right in front of you. Right. Maybe someone throws a a football. Down the field, and you can you can see how you know the miles per hour of that football being thrown. It just automatically shows up there for you.
0: How soon is that going to come down the pipe, though? Uh,
1: Microsoft Research just came out with a video showing um, teleportation with their Hololens. I mean, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, what? What?
1: <clears throat> no, the At
2: <laughs> CES this year, um, the Intel keynote, which you know it, it's not Steve Jobs on stage, so it's boring. But there's a lot of interesting stuff being shown. And they had, um, they had some professional uh, like trick bike riders um, you know, flying through the air off of ramps. And they had this new little Intel chip on them that was immediately sending back uh, real data and stats about their movements, their velocity, all kinds of crazy stats that you know we don't have now even. Like no one follows it and Fox Sports doesn't say Immediately, this is you know the velocity this person was going in, and this was the force when they stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting, especially with the augmented reality component, where you're you're not completely checked out into a virtual world, right? But right. where yeah, you're you're sitting at your normal seat watching the game. Uh, I don't know how you'd want to control it. Maybe just by uh, It would sense your eye movement, Maybe you look up really high and that pulls down the stats. um, Or you just have certain ones pre-selected to jump out into your visual field. Uh, That's a lot of what Google Glass was doing. That was the very beginning of um, they didn't get to a consumer level, but that was the beginning of getting consumers used to wearing augmented reality rather than just holding up a phone or a tablet.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that um it also connect to your phone, too. I'm mm-hmm. sure you can probably control it that way, and, and might, I, go ahead.
1: I'm just wondering if, if this could be a, can, an add-on for an event. Yeah. Almost like you yeah. see 3D movies right yeah. now. You, you pick up the glasses when you enter the theater. Maybe you, you go to a football game, or a basketball game, or a concert, and it's like, all right, I do want to experience this in augmented reality, and you just put a deposit down and pick up the glasses. And,
0: right, I mean, but you look at the image from the article we used, and I had to say, it does look kind of ridiculous. <laughs> you know so
1: uh,
0: i mean you could also use this for the coaches your coaching staff could use it to do replays
1: i mean coaches staffs all over the country right now are using virtual reality to train train their their teams oh really soccer football baseball everyone's using it i mean hmm. think about when your quarterbacks can't practice yeah because of uh, collective bargaining agreement they, but they can use virtual reality hmm. in their home, and hmm. they c- and they can still practice and p- pretend they're on the field.
0: Right. Well, I, and I think there's a lot of behind-the-scenes things too hmm. that could, this can could be used for. Um, yeah, you know, it can be an upsell thing. You know, I I'm just waiting for for eventually the day. Well, we'll just we won't go to movie theaters anymore. We'll just you know download it to our home. And I know there's a big push against that, hmm. but I wonder how this is going to affect other performance entertainment, not just you know baseball and football and you know the the standard sports michael have you have you delved into any of that as well how this might expand not just beyond just beyond venues oh yeah
2: absolutely um the the theater example that you just mentioned um i i can't i can't see that becoming widespread mm. um, i've I've tried watching uh long form video on the VR headset um it's better than holding your phone up, but it's not anywhere near uh, the experience of being in a theater with an audience. Um, but again, with the social aspect of VR, they, uh, people are working on uh, applications in which you can be there with your friends and family or strangers, and everyone can be in on their own VR headset no matter where they're located physically. Um, and then you can enjoy the movie together.
1: Yeah. Isn't that, the, uh, isn't that what, uh, I think you mentioned in Your article, Virtuality Live is doing? Are they creating suites? Hmm. Um, they're,
2: uh, Virtually Live recreates the entire facility.
1: Oh. Okay. Um,
2: the, the suite I experienced, um, it had a great view of the field. Everything you see on the field is uh, digital renderings of the act, of the action, but it's live. <laughs> Uh, but then up in the suite, you could look at a wall, and there was a giant television implanted into it, uh, the digital rendering. So you could watch the live game there if you'd rather see the actual people rather than the digital renderings that are doing exactly what
0: the people are doing. Um, wait, 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 <laughs> wait, 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 you, you, you blown <laughs> it wait, 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 are watching You're watching re- digital recreations of the players? Yes. Why? Don't get me wrong. I, I consider myself a, a, a kind of a geek and a, and a wonk, or whatever the PC term for someone who likes technology is. But why? So, again, Michael, how, how, explain this to me again. You're, you're you're watching a virtual field, right? And you're watching the yeah. players, and it's in real time. Yes. Yeah. It, it's a strange thing to think about.
2: Um, Maybe the most accessible way to envision it is um, Second Life. Okay. Which everyone thought was okay. going to be completely dead, but it's, it's, right. it's, it's focusing on VR now. Um, it's like if you're watching Second Life characters playing a game, playing in a, on a soccer match or a football okay. game. Okay. Um, except the movements of those avatars are matched live to The real action going on, but it yeah the disconnect that I think you're you're thinking about uh, is definitely there. It's like well why why am I watching these digital renderings? Right, but yeah, and that that's a strange thing with um, virtually live's product. However, the fact that they can do that. Is
0: incredible. Oh. oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, it, <laughs> re- it reminds me kind of of you know how that there's a Taiwanese comedian group that will take news stories and yeah. and cartoonize mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. You know yes. what I'm talking about? It yeah. kind of sounds like that in a little bit. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. Like I just think a lot of this. Maybe I, I this I know this is going to sound stupid, but maybe I'm just too old. I'm like I maybe maybe I grew up going to Vince and there's a definite separation in my mind between playing a video game, let's say, and still communicating with friends, and then doing that in this kind of, I think we really are, this is a whole watershed moment. I don't think I can, I think all the things we're trying to describe this as, I don't think we have the proper adjectives yet. You know what I mean? It's that, a, it's, that's, that's a key issue with virtual reality. It's,
2: yeah. um, uh, that, that was one of the first things that struck me when I first tried it was, I can't explain what yeah. this experience is like. You have to try it. Otherwise, you you can't really understand. Right. Right. And that's a very strange thing. We haven't had a new media like that. Right. Um, in generations. Right. Well, the Internet, perhaps.
1: <laughs> I think uh, what I find interesting is the the positive aspect of virtuality is in building that global audience. hmm For example. Yeah. The Final Four right. will be live streamed via Oculus, uh, Samsung's Oculus uh, Gear VR this weekend. I really don't. I'm not a fan of college basketball. Mm-hmm. However, I do want to watch that. If right. I if I had sure. if I had my sure. right phone and the and the, the headset, I would totally watch it.
0: I get to see you and your wife and your two dog and your cats and dogs all VR. Well, yeah, we'll take that picture with the day. dog. Yeah, I get to see but, that too.
1: What I'm, what I'm saying is, I was like, it, there might be. You know, there's there's team people get displaced all over the world mm-hmm, and they don't sure. get to follow their, their favorite team a lot of
0: expats, the, expats too. expats
1: or black you know, blackouts and TVs and like this it offers them a chance to wa- be their court side, you know, or field side or front row and watching some of their favorite celebrities and athletes sure perform. Right. And it also builds up communities that m- may not have access to Every Dallas Mavericks game, mm-hmm. you know, I, I find that really exciting.
0: Yeah, no, I look. I, I don't. I agree with Michael on this. I don't think this is the death of venues. Um, I, I will say this though: it'd be, I'm very interested to see though the the dividing line between the revenue generated. I don't see the revenue necessarily going to venues. If it's a TV signal, I think it's going to NBC or the NFL. Um, I, I, that's the tricky wicket. I, that's the sticky wicket I'm wondering about. When it comes to I don't know if, if any of the if our audience was to chime in on this, if anyone's wanted to go into your venues or a way you see it, you know. Uh, well, OK, I'll just throw out the uh, so I'll just quick question to John. John at the Fabulous Fox, you know, John, what do you think if you went on? I, you don't have to answer, of course, but, you know, from a former arts point of view, I don't see this. I, I mean, there was a big stink about having the lines going across during the opera. You know, that was right. a major thing. And admittedly, it changed. I, I don't know. I'd love to go ahead. I'd love to hear, okay. John, if you want to comment. Please don't. I, I don't mean to put you in a spot, but if you want to comment, just if we want to unmute, we can unmute you. But
1: okay, yeah. let's, let's let's here. I'll, I'll throw a performing arts center. Uh, yeah, Hamilton.
0: Yes, Hamilton. How,
1: how long is the waiting list now for that? No, two plus years. Sure. How much are tickets for that? Right. Right. Okay. Why why not sell me a hundred dollar ticket where I can watch it right now? Right. And I'm not going to make it to New York. I'm not going to be able to go there and for two or three years to see this show. Mm-hmm. But I'd be willing to pop down a hundred bucks and have a front row seat with virtual reality and watch it. I agree, it's not the same as being there. You don't get the the energy and the human connectivity of right. it. However, for someone who actually wants to see it, like right. I do, I'm willing to pay for that.
0: Yeah, and I don't see the difference between this and having the Met live. You know, they do the Met yeah. broadcast. I don't know, Michael, have you ever done that? You ever go to a movie theater and see? The Met performances. Have you ever done anything I, like that?
2: I've i, I have not,
0: but I'm I'm not exactly uh, Yeah, that
2: that's
0: not
1: not Met, my the Met Live, wheelhouse. Right. Yeah, the difference between the Met Live and a virtual reality is Met Live is two D. Yes. You're watching a movie. Yes. Three D, you're you when you put on the, the headset, you look around, you see someone sitting next to you, someone sitting until a riot, if you you look up, you see the rig, and you look down, and you see the carpet. So it is like you're all that you're yeah, there. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that's another I, thing.
1: I'd go, go ahead, one Michael. step.
2: I'd go one step further. Uh, don't restrict it to being in the seat. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why wouldn't you? Um, why wouldn't you float and hover by the front of the stage, or uh, or move onto the actual stage? Again, it that depends on the obtrusiveness. They could film. Um, they could film a production with no audience even. Yes. So then it wouldn't be disturbing them, it would just be disturbing right. the people on stage. Right. Exactly. But you you will be able to just float around. You can fly. You'll be able to fly over whatever it is you want to see and then go, Oh, I wanna I want to be over there now. Um it, it so yeah, you can think of it in the, the sitting down in your seat and getting a, a killer view and uh, that's the best way for people to really start thinking about what's possible. Yeah. But no, there's no need for seats except Michael, the one that you're sitting in at your house.
1: <laughs> and, and Michael, how do you see this operating in a convention center?
0: Yeah. So this is yeah. You know, go ahead, Michael. I am. Go ahead. Um.
2: Uh, oh, there, there are a variety of different ways. Are you thinking about uh,
0: like live or recording? Both. Yeah, what are you thinking, Montana? I... I, I, I Did you I, call I, me Montana? Montana. No.
1: Why am I... <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. I didn't say him. <laughs> but go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. I, I have my own theory on this, but go ahead. Okay. Well, Montana,
2: I'll start with the... Uh, um, one thing I, I've noticed was uh, the Beam telepresence robots.
0: Um, okay. They're,
2: they're very simplistic. They're all, <laughs> I, know, I can't believe I'm saying a telepresence robot is simplistic. Um, but it actually requires moving around at the venue. Mm-hmm. Um, that is much more freeing, I think. If uh, like if I wanted to be at a at an event at a convention center right now, um, there would be I don't know, the the ability to move is a key differentiator um, in real time. That yeah. is, and when with the beam telepresence robots, you can move around on the floor. You can see uh, the, I think the vision has a wider field of view than regular human vision. Um, you can see behind you. Uh, that for me would be more interesting. Um, but again, the live streaming of VR just isn't there. As you mentioned earlier, the high definition that's shooting into each yeah. eyeball. Yeah, That's that's going to take up a lot of bandwidth, right. yes, uh, and processing
0: power, and yes. Or uh, yeah, yeah. Or you will throw up. Uh, I, 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 You will puke if it's not perfect, because your brain, I think, just can't can't handle it. Um, have you? No. Did you ever get sick, Michael? When you were just sitting there, did you ever kind of get a little woozy?
2: Yeah, yeah. Only on um, the DK1, which is the oldest Oculus. Um, and specifically the helicopter simulator. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that gave me a feeling of motion sickness that lasted for an hour or two after I took the headset off. Wow. Um, and I was only in the experience for a couple minutes. Uh, so that, that was pretty profound, but that was also a little more than a year ago. Um, and I haven't had any kind of queasiness with VR experiences.
0: Um, with the newer experiences and the newer hardware. We, there's, the, uh, there's the flying one, too, where you, you have, like, wings. You, you've mm-hmm. seen that? Yeah. Michael Jibber, did you they, were they demonstrating that one, where you kind of strap yourself in and actually can pretend you're
2: Onto a— Onto the big bird? Yeah. They have it over
1: there. I mean, I've,
2: I've not been able to try it, but, um, but I've seen the people looking ridiculous and then uh, getting right. off of it with this look of awe on their face. Um, yeah, it's gonna look silly, but I, no, I've not tried that one yet. Bird um, well, I've
1: also
2: ahead. I've also just heard repeatedly, uh, especially at South by Southwest, several of the VR panelists were talking about um, the shark cage experience. Hmm. Um, it's spherical video shot um, in a shark cage um, while sharks are coming up to it, and Attacking the cage, mm. um, apparently, people are really prone to ripping off the headset.
0: yeah, right, because your 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 monkey brain can't get past the fact that something's trying to bite your face to death. you know I, I, yeah, I know yeah, I, yeah, I this is this is exactly why I don't think it's gonna catch on for certain things. Some people are gonna eat this stuff up. <coughs> I, I, there's another thing too. I like playing video games, and like I throw this out to the audience too. You know, you have kids. I'm sure a lot of listeners have kids who play a lot of video games. Can you imagine just sitting there for a long period of time, Michael, does your neck start to hurt? I mean, physically speaking, how long do you think people are actually going to be able to sit there and be immersed in there?
2: Well, the headsets are a lot lighter than they were even a year ago. Um, that surprises a lot of people. But those headsets, keep in mind, are also tethered to a computer, so you have to deal yeah. with cords. Yeah. Um, they haven't gotten around that. Um, because the lag in your response, and then how the experience should change based on your movements, the lag that's produced when that's wireless is just enough to disorient people. Still, um, but I, uh, the video game thing—I don't know. I I can't imagine being in it for more than an hour. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, and I've I've done a a lot of demos, um, and. Yeah, just sort of, you just sort of get over it after the first few, just because um, it it does take more effort, <laughs> and it takes it takes something out of you much more than simply watching a, a TV show. Like you don't get out of these experiences exhausted, but there's there's more energy expended. Um, so a, a crazy I don't know one of those uh, shooting first person shooters, right? Um, those games, I think, would be significantly uh, more tiring. And uh, it, you'd have to be a real gaming addict to spend more than an hour at once. Um, but as far as a neck discomfort, I don't, I don't think that's an issue um, with the hardware as it stands. People are just complaining about the lines that it leaves on their face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you can't go, yeah, okay, oh, well, it's people's dating scene. is going to be a little bit less, oh, well. But uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs>
1: Does anybody uh, have any questions yes, for for the Michael audience. Um, before we uh, let before we him sign know, off? Yeah, I, I don't know. We might go a little bit long today. Tell the affiliates.
0: Yeah, tell the tell our sponsors. Tell our
1: sponsors might go a little bit long because I still right. want to talk about the new um, venue awards. Oh wait, yes,
0: here. please, please go ahead.
1: Yeah. i will going to let you. Tell oh me. oh, but let's, wait, let's stick with Michael here, real quick. Sure, of course. Um, Unless Michael wants to hear about the venue. Yeah, awards. yeah, very nice to
0: sort to Michael. Um, no, but uh, yeah. Any questions for Michael? So when you, so are you, are you gonna be a first, a uh, first adopter, Michael? You know, are you gonna get in line and, and, and get the, the new Oculus when it comes out?
2: Well, I've already missed out on uh, on being the first or even the first month. Um, I've I'm I'm gonna wait a little bit because um, I've experienced it and I'm I'm not a big gamer. Um, I think if I was then I would definitely have pre-ordered it already, the Oculus in particular. Um, but for anyone interested right now, if you go to the Oculus website, it says, if you pre-order, or if you order, it'll ship in July. Um, but I noticed on um, Best Buy, if you buy a package, like you buy the, yeah, you buy the Oculus plus the computer required to run it.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, how convenient, yes.
2: Yeah there it's got a release date of later this month. You're right, look at that. And those those are actually really well-priced computers for what you get. Um, so yeah, if, if I had $1,500 sitting around, um, I, I'd grab that. <laughs> but, you know, I don't have $1,500, I'm a journalist.
0: <laughs> right, and I think you've, you've hit on something too, is the price point is gonna be so high, this really will be a a luxury item for For a while Uh, and also and this is the price
2: um, for the oculus it's it doesn't come with the wireless hand controllers yet because those aren't ready for the market Um, but next week the HTC Vive which is its primary competitor at this point um, that's going to start shipping that's $800 and it requires a really good gaming computer as well Um, but it comes with hand controllers which um, do help with the immersive experience quite a bit. Hmm. But the, the precision of the hand controllers um, as it's measured in the virtual space, it's still like an early version of the first Wii remotes. Um, it, it, like, it's like it's not there yet.
1: <laughs> but when it gets there, you can start playing basketball with LeBron James, right? <laughs> Or Something you, like that. Yeah, sure. Or you could sure. play guitar, guitar on stage oh, yeah. with Guns N' Roses.
0: Well, th- yeah, I was going <laughs> to make a Guns N' Roses joke, but no, you're right. Um, <laughs> it's it, it's.
1: uh, uh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
0: I <laughs> I, I, I live, they've already done the Tupac 3D uh, hologram I thing. I
1: read today that they're going to bring back Biggie Smalls as a
0: hologram. Oh well. We I, hope I hope they have, the, have enough
1: hologram USA is bringing them. Back. I hope
0: they have enough light rays for that, but. Um, uh, but no, that's again. I, I just think this is one more thing that, as you said in the article, it's one more medium. needs will adapt, and in fact, it's a way of enhancing the experience. So, yeah, um, I don't, I don't, I don't see how it's going to be a threat. Yeah. Um, it, a lot of that thought relates
2: to so many technological innovations um, over the years. And initially, when people start hearing about it, they think about how it's going to uh, mess up their current life and business and plans, um, but this it, it isn't going to replace reality in the foreseeable future. Okay. Right, maybe 30, 40 years from now, right. then I think you're going to be gonna dealing work. with um, with a scenario yeah. like uh, in the book, Ready Player One, which is great mm-hmm. if you're a geek. Yes. Yes. Um, Good
1: book.
2: People are completely lost in these virtual worlds. That's where they live um that's that's a few decades away at least and even then it'll just be the equivalent of the mid-90s with uh, internet geeks you know the big concern of people um you know oh their muscles are going to atrophy and they're just going to sit in their room forever online that that's not going to happen with vr yet no i agree
0: what well, any, any final thoughts
2: michael um now, if you're interested in virtual reality um, and you got a smartphone, everybody does, it seems, get a Google Cardboard. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, the main term. It's just It can be anything from a cardboard headset with lenses to a nicely formed plastic headset with lenses, and you just drop your phone into it. And when you do that for the first time, the difference in... You know, Here's this device. You always have it in your pocket. And now, thanks to something that might have cost 2 or $3 yeah. um, on the lower end of the cardboard, uh, you pop that in and you are transported elsewhere. Then um, you you take the headset off and that's just all on the phone that you were just using and you've been using for years. And now we can do it there. That's, so that's the first step. Try it. Try it. Yeah. Even if you think, you're going to have no interest at all in it. You know what? Spend $10, and you'll know. <laughs> or it'll get your brain thinking about what you could
0: be doing. Right. Right. Oh, and, or they might convince you, now I'm going to go hiking now, and <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I don't get too sucked into this. So go ahead, Hansel.
1: Oh, don't anything else to say.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you again, Michael. Uh, great article. Uh,
1: again, go to I- Org yep. to read the article.
0: Mm-hmm. And if you have any questions from Michael? Uh, you can contact him. I'm sure. Uh, you know, Michael. I'm sure you have lots of. You'll have lots of interesting things as the as the summer goes on on this topic. Uh, so we look forward I, to hearing how that goes. Yeah, I hope so. It's, oh yeah, it'll be dis- it'll be disappointing if uh, if the Oculus comes out, the HTC
2: Vive comes out, and later this year the uh, PlayStation VR headset. It it'll be really disappointing if all those come out and people aren't impressed. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, angry and angry. I think, what, Facebook invested a billion dollars or something or more? Yeah. Yeah, uh, a couple billion. Yeah, a couple billion. No, no big deal. Uh, yeah. So, no, you'll see it a little more and more. Well, thank you again, Michael. I uh, really appreciate uh, you coming on. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed the talk. Absolutely. Well, we'll end today with a little talk on our Excellence Awards. Uh, the Venue Excellence Awards are being uh, re-released. Uh, we will now accept any type of venue type. Uh, so this was an effort to expand the reach of the award. So this now can include uh, our race, the racetracks, amphitheaters, fairgrounds. Uh, so now all members can apply. We're really happy about that. It's a way of honoring uh, our member venues, whatever type they are. And then also, are we've renamed the education, the venue education award to the education service award. And this is open to any individual member, whether they, an allied a professor. Uh, or a venue manager, but also it can apply to organizations as well. So this is this will encompass the entire membership block, including uh, our allies. So if if an example is if you're um, if you're in a university and is, you could honor a university professor who's taught venue management for years, or if you work for an allied company and you have a great service program you do with your employees, or if you're of course you're a venue. Uh, a lot of venues have excellent uh, community outreach programs in their local communities. So those do, those are due uh, May 16th, Monday, May 16th, and you will be, And the award ceremony will be at Venue Connect this year in July. So really, Another go ahead.
1: exciting thing is you apply this year, your application is good for three years.
0: That's true. In uh, an effort to uh, relieve uh, some of the man and woman hours put into filling these applications, uh, you'll be entered, you're right, if you're good for the next three years. Uh, and then you'll be contacted each each year to see if you have any changes as well as we'll allow winners multiple you can win multiple times you'll just be able to reapply in the third year so let's say you win this year you'll be able to apply for the twenty nineteen uh, 2019 award so some and there
1: will be a minimum of one award a maximum of five yes. And the the venue, venue excellence for you. Yeah, yes. Yeah.
0: So we hope all of you on the on the on the show on uh, listening in today will apply. We look forward to seeing you. Hope Benny uh, connect. I don't know Hensel. Uh, any final thoughts?
1: Uh, anybody Any questions for us? Yeah. Any questions for the for the for us? Anybody or, uh, do any pranks today? It's April Fool's. April
0: Fools. It is. We'll wait about a second on that. See if anyone has any uh, ideas.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, no. Okay. Any other jokes? April Fools jokes. Nothing.
1: No, I didn't do any jokes today.
0: Oh, it's just too bad. I would think a comedian like you would have had plenty of
1: April Fool stuff. Well, I post this on my Facebook. You have to go see it. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Well, hope no one gets fooled too much on this beautiful. Well, it's beautiful here in Dallas, Texas. I can't speak for everyone else across the across the world, but uh, for for myself, thank you very much for tuning in, Hensel.
1: Thank you very much. We'll see you next month.
0: Well, actually, we'll see you this month because we had to move. The, oh, yeah. We have a second show this month, so thanks everybody, and we'll catch you soon. Thanks so much.